Don't miss out on the latest news and events in your community. Visit StarLocalMedia.com today. Sign up for our newsletter and stay informed on all the latest stories affecting your neighborhood. And if you're a local business owner, let us help you reach your target audience with our effective advertising solutions. Visit StarLocalMedia.com and take the first step towards staying connected to your community. Hey there, folks. This is Matt Welch, the sports editor at Star Local Media, and thank you for checking out this rapid reaction edition of the Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast. Let's uh, let's talk a bit about my game from this weekend. I was uh, for the second straight Saturday. I was down in Waco out at McLean Stadium for uh, for some Allen football. Allen um, continues to march on in the postseason. As on Saturday, they uh, they squared off against Waco Midway in the regional final out in Class Six A Division One Region Two. And for the seventh consecutive year, Allen is bound for the state semifinals. On the uh, on the strength of what I think you can objectively call you know, given the uh, the caliber of opponent, the juncture of the season, perhaps its best quarter of the season, Allen uh, is able to ride a 34-point third quarter to a 51-7 victory over the Panthers to punch their ticket to the state semifinals. Um, yes, when you look back at this game, the uh, the third quarter is pretty much the uh, the big the big takeaway. Just a, a as as dominant a quarter as Allen has had all season, um, sh- just by going off just sheer numbers. It is uh it is their second uh, their second thirty plus point quarter of the season. Just one point shy of their uh, of their season high, uh, which was a thirty five point quarter back when they played McKinney Boyd. But with this being the state quarterfinals, you know Waco Midway being Waco Midway. Um, Obviously, what they did Saturday in Waco is going to resonate quite a bit more, and it was a quarter that um that kind of came out of the blue after it was a very uh, a very low scoring, defensive minded first half, and um you know then you're thinking that uh you know the spot that Allen was in, Allen led this game 10-0 at the half, but Midway gets the ball to receive the third quarter, so you know Midway's in us in a pretty advantageous spot. If they could get some uh you know if they could get some points off of that first drive of the second half, you're thinking them I mean, you know it might be game on. Um, well, Allen uh, Allen had other plans, and man, Allen looked incredible in this quarter. So let's uh, let's recap this because uh, you know Midway you know Midway uh, you know definitely had a hand in this with just some of the uh, the the lapses in execution on their part including on the uh, on the very first sequence of the second half uh they muffed the kickoff not an ideal way to start this game. Uh, yes, they muffed the kickoff. Allen's uh, Zay McGee recovers inside the red zone to set Allen up. And uh, just like that, Allen is uh, is in business. They need five plays before um, you know Grant Tisdale is able to sneak in for uh, from one yard out for a 17-0 lead. And that was pretty much a harbinger of, uh, of things to come. Uh, you know, Midway is able to advance to midfield on its following drive. They turn it over on downs. Kind of a curious situation. You know, Midway had fourth and one at midfield, and they opted to uh, to pass the ball. Not entirely. I mean, considering the caliber of a uh, of their running back, James Fulbright, who you know, at least based on what you hear about him, you know, certainly runs with a fairly bruising style. You know, you'd think that that would be the uh, the road to hoe for picking up one yard. But nevertheless, a uh, a turnover on downs, and Allen uh, Allen makes him pay. Great. Grant Tisdale finds Theo Weiss moments later for a 14-yard touchdown. Um, Tisdale and Weiss would hook up once more later in the quarter for 24 yards. 
Um, and then uh, Jawan Mason had a had a 26-yard touchdown run on an end around, and uh, defensive back Cornelius Williams capping just the uh, the bloodletting with a pick six that went 85 yards uh, was returned for a touchdown. So yes, after uh, after 10 points in the first half, Allen is able to more than triple its offensive output in just one quarter's time. That 10-0 lead sits at 44 to seven after the uh, after the third quarter. And uh, yes, that was. Very much, very much uh, all she wrote. Uh, Raylan Sharp was able to polish off the victory with a couple highlight reel runs in the fourth quarter once Allen began funneling in the backups, including a 19-yard touchdown run with uh, with five and a half minutes left for the uh, for the cherry on top of uh, of what I looked up, and this was actually uh, this was actually Allen's most lopsided playoff win since 2013, all the way back in the first round of the. Uh, of the 2013 playoff run when they beat Lake Highlands 63-6. to So, yes, Saturday is a 44-point win. Uh, very, very emphatic by Allen, which, um, you know, after, uh, you know, after some, uh, you know, down to the wire, you know, back-and-forth competitive games against Rockwall and, uh, and uh, the Woodlands these previous two rounds of the playoffs, and then what was shaping up to be a competitive one Saturday. Like I said, this was a 10-0 game at halftime. Um, Allen just showing that there is a uh, there is just a level that they can get to that you know is just it's rarefied air. Not many teams in the state, if any, are capable of getting to just that level. Period of uh, of execution. And uh, as Coach Gamble said afterwards, they got hot. And uh, yes, Allen was indeed rolling. And it was a um, yes, it was it was quite impressive to see the Eagles just put the uh, put the boot on the throat of an opponent for the uh, for the first time in a, in in a few weeks at the very least. Because this was, um, like I said, yeah, this was a game that certainly uh, had the makings of a, of a grinder early on. You know, Allen, Allen outgains Waco Midway in the first half, 188 to 113. They were able to force two turnovers on a pair of uh, interceptions by Mo Perkins, and yet they only had a 10-0 lead. Um, it was tough to tell if the uh, if the weather played a factor early on. This was a very uh, you know chilly, cloudy. There was some you know there was some rainfall all all day long throughout uh, throughout the Metroplex and in Waco and what. Not and you know you saw at least early on some drops by both sides. Um, Allen kind of played the hand that was dealt with a very run centric first half um, of their uh, of their 41 first half snaps. Like factor that in. Allen did a. Uh, I mean Allen in recent games has you know their snap counts been in the uh, you know in the mid 50s. They were able to crank out 41 snaps in the first half alone. Um, only six of them resulted in passes thrown by uh, by Grant Tisdale, and yet they only had a 10-0 lead. I mean granted. You know the, the credit to the defense. Allen's defense was able to pitch a uh, pitch a shutout, and it was the uh, the second straight game that Midway had actually been blanked at half, which in one sense you know should have been familiar for them because they were able to rally from uh, from a 24-0 deficit last week uh, to beat uh, to beat Klein Oak in the uh, in the second half. Obviously, not as much fortune this time around to uh, to say the least. Um, let's see a um, a couple takeaways from this game. Um, Huge, huge game for Allen from the uh, just as far as turnover margin goes. They win the uh, the turnover battle. They had four interceptions in this game. I mentioned uh, you know two picks that Mo Perkins had in the first half that helped derail uh, you know would be touchdowns for Midway. You had the Cornelius Williams pick six in the third quarter, and then uh, Jet Waters getting in on the action late in the fourth quarter with an interception. Also, um, this was a uh, an interesting day for the uh, for the Allen offensive line, um, a rough one. In uh, you know, in some respects, Allen lost two starters to injury in the first half. Uh, center Nick Trice and uh, and right guard Tay Brooks 
were both banged up in the same drive, no less. And, uh, you know, that gave way to, um, you know, to uh, to the replacements, uh, you know, center Braden Sanders, uh, right guard Colton Ellert, you know, they stepped in. And, um, you know, despite losing, you know, two very key cogs in that offensive line, it felt like Allen held up really well on the day. You know, Grant Tisdale was sacked only uh, only one time, I believe, that being uh, late in the first half. And he had, you know, pretty solid pockets to work with, you know, for much of the uh, for much of the game when the passing game opened up a bit more in the second half, particularly on those two uh, those two touchdowns. Passes to Theo Weiss. Nevertheless, though, still a situation that is very much worth monitoring, especially considering the caliber of opponent um, up next in the state semifinals and potentially uh, beyond for Allen. Um, let's see. I also thought, um, you know, I mentioned that, uh, you know, obviously the the uh, the downward spiral from Midway really uh, really began to snowball there in the third quarter with the muffed kickoff. Um, Allen's kick coverage was uh, was was very impressive. You know, that compounded with Midway's being a bit on the uh, on the rough side on Saturday. Um, in the first half, you know, Allen was able to drag Midway down. Um, I believe it was Will Drogosh who got in on the tackle to bring down Midway at the four yard line on a uh, on a kick return. And then later on in the third quarter, in the midst of uh, of Allen's barrage, you had Midway uh, stopped at the twelve yard line on a kickoff return, and then plus the uh, you know the muff kick as well. So just you know things like that that really helped kind of sway field position. You know, it didn't just which it's a it is a recipe for disaster against Allen. If you get backed up in a short field, you go three and out. Allen, I mean, there were several punts where Allen began with the ball firmly in midway territory, and that is uh, that's death. That's just you're not going to beat Allen under those circumstances, flat out. Uh, let's see. Let's go over some uh, some t- some stats from this game. Let's see. Um, you know, said Allen was able to uh, you know on the shoulders of that dominant second half. They uh, they outgained Midway 436 to 352 in this one. Um, what else is new? Allen's the bulk of their damage comes on the ground. Uh, 58 carries for 340 yards, good for almost six yards a carry. Uh, Midway had a productive game of its own on the ground thanks to James Fulbright. You know they uh, they were able to rush for 215 yards on 36 carries, right around six yards per rush uh, through the air. I'm an efficient game for Allen, 8 of 12, 96 yards uh, versus 137 for Midway. You look um, across the board, not a very uh, not a very high penalty game, despite the uh, the inclement weather, despite the uh, the wonky elements. Um, just seven total penalties. Um, you know, six divvied the way of uh, of Allen with um, you know six for uh, for 40 yards. Midway penalized only one time for five yards. Um, and then you look at the turnover column and a big old 4-0 in favor of Allen and. Uh, yeah, that's uh, just a uh, just a testament to it. it's another exemplary performance by the uh, by that Allen defense. Um, as far as some uh, offensive performances from this game for Allen, you had uh, Grant Tisdale going seven of eleven for seventy five yards and two touchdowns through the air. He added uh, eighty five yards and two touchdowns on the ground, so a four touchdown performance from Allen's uh, Allen's uh, let's see Ole Miss bound quarterback. You had Selden Manning leading the charge out of the backfield. He had 97 rushing yards on 17 carries. Uh, backup quarterback Raylan Sharp, a productive game in his uh, in his moments. He had six carries for 78 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Juwan Mason, who had a couple end arounds in the second half that turned into productive gains. He had two carries for 46 yards. And uh, then you had Grant Robinson, 10 carries for 34 yards. So a very... Uh, a, a very balanced outing by the uh, by the Allen rushing attack uh, through the air. Another big game for Theo Weiss. He catches two touchdowns on four receptions for 53 yards. 
Um, let's see for Midway, uh, Nick Jimenez. Um, you know, a rough go for a Midway's uh, passing game. You know, just ten of twenty-four. Uh, through the air for the uh, for the Panthers for 137 yards, one touchdown, and four interceptions. I mentioned James Fulbright; he had a big game for the he had a big game for Midway. 25 carries, 196 yards, and then through the air, Demarcus DeGreat, the uh, the preferred pass catcher for the uh, for the Panthers. He had three catches for 60 yards. Will Nixon four catches for 59. And um, yeah, now we're uh, we are down to the final four, and uh, oh boy, what a what a juicy final four it is shaping up to be. You had um, three of the state's top four ranked teams made it. The only one that did not was uh, was Converse Judson, which lost to uh, you know to Lake Travis, which no surprise, Lake Travis, you know, getting hot, pulling off uh, pulling off big <laughs> big uh, big victories in the playoffs. Nothing new there. And um, nevertheless, yeah, you were set up with a Final Four that uh, at the start of the year, you know, you probably, uh, you definitely had some prognosticators definitely pegging this as a uh, as a Final Four with Allen squaring off against Duncanville and uh, Galena Park North Shore meeting Lake Travis. And uh, yes, the Allen-Duncanville game, which will sure enough have everybody in the Metroplex's attention for the next several days. That game is going to be out at, uh, out at AT&T Stadium, 4 o'clock on Saturday. And uh, yes, what I—I uh, I mean, both of these teams won their respective state quarterfinal games, uh, fifty-one to seven. Uh, Duncanville definitely raising a few eyebrows with um, with the job that they did against what was a surging South Lake Carroll team. And yes, we will see if Allen can uh, can crack the code against a uh, against that Duncanville defense, a defense that is uh, making a a pretty strong case as one of the. Uh, as one of the best in recent Texas high school football history, should be a, should be a fun one Saturday out in Arlington. And uh, obviously, yes, I'll uh, I'll have more to preview that matchup in the in the days to come on the podcast and in the newspaper on our website and whatnot. But uh, yeah, that's a look at uh, at what it took for Allen to get to that point. Once again, a a fifty one to seven victory over Waco Midway. Allen is uh, is bound for the Final Four once again, and uh, yes, should be a doozy. Otherwise, folks, hey, that'll do it for this edition of the uh, of a rapid reaction for the Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast. This has been Matt Welch. I appreciate y'all for checking this out, folks. You enjoy the rest of your weekend, and I will talk to y'all later. Looking to hire top talent in your community? Look no further than StarLocalJobs.com. Our platform is specifically designed to connect local employers with qualified candidates in their area. With StarLocalJobs.com, you can easily post job listings tailored to your specific needs and requirements. Our platform is user-friendly and offers a wide range of options to help you find the perfect candidate for your open position. Plus, our job matching algorithm ensures that your listing is shown to the most relevant job seekers in your area. But that's not all, StarLocalJobs.com also offers a variety of resources to help you throughout the hiring process. From candidate screening to interview tips, our team of experts is dedicated to helping you find the right fit for your company. So why wait? Join the thousands of satisfied employers who have found their ideal candidate through StarLocalJobs.com. Post your job listing today and start building your dream team.